0: back to the 4th Way Podcast. Today I wanted to have a special Christmas episode. I got the idea when I was reading a book back before Christmas of 2020, and the book was a fantastic read. It was a compilation of essays and excerpts from various peace writings from Jesus up to present. The book is entitled Christian Peace and Nonviolence, a documentary history, and it's by Michael Long. As always, I will link that resource in the show notes. So, while I was reading through the book, I came across the letter to Diognetus, written sometime in the late second to late third century. And the letter has, has one particularly beautiful section which immediately made me think of Jesus and the Incarnation. So, I thought it would be perfect to discuss now, around Christmas time. I'll, I'll go ahead and start by reading the excerpt. And then I'll pull out some of the reasons that it made me think of Christmas and nonviolence. So here's the excerpt. Quote, "'What the soul is in the body, that Christians are in the world. The flesh hates the soul and treats it as an enemy, even though it has suffered no wrong, because it is prevented from enjoying its pleasures. So too the world hates Christians.' even though it suffers no wrong at their hands because they range themselves against its pleasures. The soul loves the flesh that hates it, and its members, in the same way, Christians love those who hate them. The soul, when faring badly as to food and drink, grows better. So too, Christians, when punished, day by day increase more and more. It is to no less a post than this that God has ordered them, and they must not try to evade it. End quote. This passage immediately made me think of Paul's words in Romans 7, where he says that what he wants to do, he doesn't do, and what he doesn't want to do, he does. Our flesh is at war with our souls. Our flesh hates our soul. Flesh wants immediate gratification, and it pulls us with great force to seek its pleasure and fulfillment. Our souls try to temper and restrain, and the flesh hates the soul for that yet the soul only wants what's best for the body. By trying to keep it from being sexually promiscuous, gluttonous, and greedy, the soul is trying to keep the body from harming itself. It's like a family with a member who's an addict. Our souls are the loving family and our flesh the addict. In this letter, the author recognizes such warfare, and he also recognizes that when the soul is able to win out, Say, when it drives the body to fast or when it pushes the body to endure some hardship, the soul and body come out the better for the soul's work of temperance and restraint. In a similar manner, Christians are like the soul for the world. While the world seeks power and pleasure, the Christian is the soul which preaches and lives restraint and self-control. The Christian's job isn't to domineer the world into submission. Our souls never do that to our bodies. Rather, the Christian is the continually prodding conscience and the force which, through example and perpetual witness, shows the world that it is better for its existence and adherence to what the soul proclaims. This analogy from the letter to Diognetus is very powerful. I think it helps make a lot of sense out of what Paul says in Romans, what our experience is with our own flesh and soul, how we experience the spiritual disciplines and our self-control shaping our habits and desires, and how we are to view our role as Christians in the world. The letter helps make sense out of why the very early church was so compelling and effective in the world, and why Christendom has often been pretty repellent with its domineering control, crusades, and inquisitions. But I think the letter also helps us to see a great analogy for Jesus here. Christians are only like the soul of the world in the ways we are like Christ. We are only the soul inasmuch as the Spirit of Christ dwells within us and empowers us to be the soul, to be the hands and feet of Christ to the world. The Spirit of Christ only dwells within us because Jesus came to earth to live among us and to show us how to be the soul. We are the soul of the world because the soul of the universe has come and lives within us. When Jesus came, the universe changed. The early Christian witnesses attest that the prophecies were fulfilled and that swords were being turned into plowshares. Because Jesus came, the true human life could begin to be lived out. Warfare could cease. Striving for power could cease. Greed could cease. Worrying about tomorrow could cease. I know that for most of my Christian life, I didn't read the words of Jesus very well at all. I was like the flesh pushing back against my soul. To treat Jesus as my soul would be to recognize the call to stop seeking self-gratification. I fought Jesus, and I, I still do. But when we taste what the soul has to offer us for the first time, and we glimpse the life of fulfillment that it wants for us, it makes disciplining the flesh much more desirable. I pray that every day I grow in my submission to my soul, Jesus, and that every day I become a brighter soul to the world around me. Christianity is all about incarnation. Our Savior became incarnate for us, and we, his children, become incarnate for the world. So Christians, let's be the soul of the world.